This is the Relatable Podcast with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to create happy and loving marriages without making over their husbands. If you are a wife looking to transform your marriage from the inside out, you've come to the right place. Get ready to hear relatable stories, practical advice, and empowering perspectives for how to have a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of Relating Well. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan here. So glad you have joined me back for another podcast episode. I hope that you are doing amazing, but maybe you're not, which is potentially why you are attracted to this particular podcast episode. So today we will be talking about discontentment in marriage And before we dive in, I wanted to just set the context for what discontentment actually means and looks like. So I went to the Googles and found three definitions that really resonated with me because of how I know that this concept and principle and way of being and feeling shows up in marriage. And so the first definition that I'll share with you is that discontentment is a lack of satisfaction with one's situation. A lack of satisfaction with one's situation. Can you relate to that? That when you think about the current situation, the current set of circumstances in your marriage, you're not satisfied. So that's one definition. Another definition is unhappiness caused by the failure of one's hopes, desires, or expectations. Are you in a place where you feel like there's a failure as it relates to the things you were hoping for, the things you desire, or the things you expected in your marriage? And the third one is a restless desire or craving for something you do not have. A restless desire or craving for something you do not have. And so I want you to just think about yourself right now and your marriage and how would you describe discontentment, right? Like, what is it for you? Is it you're just unhappy with the situation? Is it that you feel like there's a complete failure of all that you hoped for, right? When you walked down that aisle, you had an image of what your life would be like with your husband. And now it seems like everything is failing in that regard. Or are you just yearning and longing and craving something that is not currently your reality. All of those things come together to create the experience of discontentment. And it can look different for everyone, right? Like you could be discontent with just, you know, something small 
comparatively and relatively speaking, going on in your marriage, or it could be huge, right? I speak to a lot of women who are struggling in marriages where infidelity has been an issue. And so for you, your discontentment can be with that particular aspect of your marriage. And your mind is telling you that if your husband would just stop, you know, stepping out on your marriage, then everything would be better. And for others, you could be discontent with a whole host of things. You could be discontent with how he is as a human being, right? Like he is not helpful. He is not considerate. He is not attentive. He is not affectionate. And so to you, it's just a general sense of discontentment because he seems to be completely the opposite of who you want to be married to. And so, you know, discontentment shows up a lot of different ways. I think in some ways, the way it feels in our body is just like this nagging uneasiness. Like for me, when I am feeling discontent, I feel it in the pit of my stomach. And so I want you to identify when you are having the experience of discontentment, when you are feeling discontentment, like where is the uneasiness in your body? Do you feel restless? Do you just feel agitated and irritated? And do you feel like you just have this energy of not enoughness, that no progress is enough, nothing is turning around enough or quickly enough? Or are you just generally unfulfilled and unhappy? Right? Does your husband look at you and just feel like you are just so unhappy? There's nothing I can do to make you happy. That is all discontentment. And so I thought today what would be most useful in our time together would be to really break down why it happens. And it's important to understand why it happens so that you can send a signal to yourself of what is really underneath your discontentment. Where, where is it coming from? What is generating it? What's the root system or you know the root issue going on for you that is creating the experience of discontentment in your marriage? And the first thing that I'll share is one of the reasons that it happens is because we have a sense of entitlement, meaning we just expect things to be the way we want them to be. We expect things to happen the way we think they should happen. We expect our husbands to fall in line with the way we believe he should be. And so entitlement is this belief that things should just go well. Things should just be the way that we want them to be. We should just be happy. And when you are in a space of entitlement, you don't like discomfort. You don't like anything that's not going the way you think it should go. And you expect things to go the way you think they should go just because. Just because you have a perception of the world and a worldview that things should work out the way you imagine. 
right? So people who have a sense of entitlement become extremely disappointed when things don't go their way. And I'm not talking about in the little two-year-old temper tantrum, but in some ways I am. And as adults, we may not scream and yell and, you know, throw ourselves on the floor, but many times that's what's happening on the inside. Inside, we're having a physiological response to a circumstance or a situation that is not playing out the way we think it should play itself out. And so from that physiological experience in our bodies, we make decisions, we withdraw, we complain, we criticize, we withhold ourselves from our husbands because whatever is taking place, whatever is happening, whatever is transpiring is not what we want. And because we don't have control over that, we exert ourselves in the ways we do have control, oftentimes in destructive ways that create distance instead of connection. And so I want you to think about for yourself, is your discontentment in your marriage coming from this sense of entitlement, this inability to let go of things being your way and the way you think they should be and your husband falling in line with the way you think he should be? Really important to be aware of that. The other way that discontentment arises is through comparison. There is this term called compare and despair. And I know for me, I notice it within myself whenever I am scrolling on Facebook or Instagram. Because inevitably, what happens? And I'm sure you've had this experience too. Inevitably, you see someone post something that represents what you desire to have in your life. And this happens in a number of different ways. It can happen from a vacation that they're on to an experience they're having with their family to the way someone else is loving them. So you may notice, right, on your Facebook friend's birthday, their husband may shout them out and just outpour love and affection and celebration upon them. And you're sitting there like, man, I wish my husband would say those things about me. I wish my husband would post on Facebook and shower me with his love and appreciation. And so comparing and despairing or being a victim of the comparison complex, as I like to call it, is really a function of what you think you know of other people's situations. And so we already know that on Facebook and Instagram and any social media platform that people share their highlight reel. And it's so fascinating for me to even watch my own growth and evolution in this because I have minimized my posting on social media, actually, and I have replaced it with a desire to just live in the present moment of amazing experiences. And so my husband and I go out together. We have date nights. We have fun times with our family and our children. And I don't post that stuff. 
not because I'm not interested in sharing it because, you know, it's, it's amazing. But for me, I always question like, why am I sharing that? Why am I sharing this win? And in some instances, it can come from a desire because of the work that I do. I, of course, want to be an example of what's possible and what a happy and healthy and thriving marriage can look like. But I always temper that with, I don't want people to think that marriage is just rainbows and daisies all the time because it's not. You know that. That's why we're even having this conversation right now. And so I recognize that how sometimes celebrating just the highlight reel without the low light reel can be incredibly, um, I don't want to say deceptive because it's not actually deceptive, but it's misleading. And that happens on social media. I know for a fact so many people who are struggling in particular areas of life who are posting on Facebook constantly about their wins. Now, I never want to take that away from someone, but I say all of that to just prove the point that you are just seeing your perception and what people want you to know about their lives and you're not seeing the full totality of their life. And so there's really nothing to compare yourself to and your situation to because you're only getting a snapshot of a moment in time. And as you you know, navigate the ups and downs of your marriage, I want you to recognize that they too are just snapshots in time. That no marriage is perfect, no husband is perfect, and even when you see husbands posting those wonderful messages to their wives, they still get in arguments. I'm pretty sure that there's probably some mean and hurtful things said at some point or another. And so comparison fuels within us the focus on what you don't have. It just magnifies it because you're only comparing someone who has something you want to yourself and your lack. And that's never helpful. And it is the breeding ground for discontentment. So I want you to just think about in those moments when you are unhappy, when you're longing for something different and more in your marriage, is it coming from an instance of where you're comparing yourself to a friend of yours or someone you saw on TV or some experience someone else is having? The third generator of discontentment is this concept of insufficiency. And insufficiency to me is just a state of lack where you focus your attention on what you don't have, what's not working, and what's not going the way that you desire. And so insufficiency breeds this feeling of it's never enough. And even if your husband is making small strides and small progress, it still doesn't feel like enough. It's when you feel like you're in a hole, a hole, like you dug yourself a hole in this marriage together and you're just sitting in the hole and someone is trying to get you to level ground, but in your mind, it's not happening fast enough. It's not happening intensely enough. 
And so insufficiency just brings up all of the ways that it's not enough. And I want you to just think about that for yourself. How much time do you spend thinking about things that are not enough? Your husband is not loving enough. He's not affectionate enough. He's not helpful enough. He's not attentive enough. He's not understanding enough. He's not present enough. If you find that you spend a lot of time thinking about that, then that's what's likely causing the level of discontentment that you're feeling. And then the fourth generator of discontentment in marriage is mismatched expectations. And I'm sure you're shaking your head right now saying, yep, mismatched expectations. I can raise my hand for that. And so mismatch expectations happens when you want one thing and you're getting another. You want him to help out more around the house. You want him to consider your schedule and your um, priorities as much as he considers his own. You want him to be more attentive to you. You want him to be more responsive to your needs. But that's not happening. And so the problem with unmet expectations is that you reach an impasse because your expectations remain fixed and the situation remains fixed. And the interesting thing, right, when I'm working with my clients, what I actually coach them to do is not change the situation, but change themselves in the situation. So there's a way to have your expectations coexist, but you manage yourself differently with those expectations. And I think where many people get stuck is that they maintain the expectation, they don't change themselves within the expectation, and the situation stays the same, Yet, they are so attached to the expectation without any evidence that it's realistic. And this is a hard concept for me to fully go into as deeply as I want to in this particular episode. But I see it happen so many times with women who remain in marriages where the husband is being unfaithful. And so they have the expectation that he should be faithful. And yet he's not being. And they haven't changed themselves within the expectation. And it's fascinating to me to witness this happen all the time because they don't leave, right? Like he said, and he's proven time and time again, this is not something he's interested in changing. But on one hand, they want to say it's a deal breaker for them that I cannot be with someone who was unfaithful. Yet they're not leaving. And yet they're still holding on to this attachment of this expectation of fidelity and they haven't changed themselves in the midst of it. And that is the only way out. And you may be grappling with the similar thing in your marriage. Maybe it's not infidelity, but maybe it's some way that your husband is being that you are so attached to the belief that he should be this different way. There is no other way he should be. And yet he's not being that. That is not the reality. 
And so my advice to you is you must shift yourself even within your expectation. How can you still hold on to your standards, right? Because your standards are important, but how can you shift yourself within the expectation so that you have more peace and that you have more fulfillment and contentment? This is a really, really important thing to get because it's one of the main reasons why people stay stuck. And so what is the solution, right? You've looked over these, you know, generators of discontentment. Maybe it's from a sense of entitlement and thinking things should work out the way you want. Maybe it's coming from a place of comparison, comparing and despairing about your situation when you consider it in light of other people's situation. Perhaps it's from a place of insufficiency of like nothing is never enough. Or maybe you are struggling with mismatched expectations, And so whatever is creating the discontentment for you, there is one immediate solution that I want to offer you. And that solution is gratitude. And I know right now what is happening for you is that you are resisting it. You are resisting it because your mind is so convinced that there's nothing substantial to be grateful for. Right, So you know this on an intellectual level that yes, you should be grateful. You're alive and your family is doing well and you have your basic needs met and you know you have so many other blessings in your lives. We give sort of lip service to gratitude sometimes. But I want you to step deeply into gratitude. And what I mean by that is I want you to almost like just close your eyes And allow your heart and your spirit to just be open to experiencing gratitude. What are all the ways your marriage is good right now? What are all the things you have to be grateful for? Take nothing for granted because sometimes we fool ourselves into thinking, well, of course I have a husband who works because I would never be with someone who doesn't work. Of course I have a husband who is a good father because I would never allow myself to be with someone who's not a good father. And so sometimes that belief covers up the gratefulness that we should still have and bring up for those things being true. Because there's someone else who doesn't have a husband who's working. There's someone else who doesn't have a husband who is being a good father. And so what you don't acknowledge and what you aren't grateful for could easily be taken away from you. And so you always want to find things to be grateful for, even the mundane things, even the fact that your husband takes out the trash, even the fact that he comes home every night. Those are still things to be deeply grateful for because consider the alternative. I really want you to think about that. Consider the alternative of not having that thing that you think is so minor. So of course you have that. 
that you're overlooking it. So what are the ways that your marriage is good? What are the ways your marriage is enough? Come up with a list of like 10 things. What are the ways your husband is enough? I recently completed a challenge. um, It was called Find the Good Challenge. And the first day of that challenge was just identifying the ways that your husband is a decent human being. Right? Like, he's not a criminal. He doesn't litter. He doesn't steal things. Those are decent human being qualities and characteristics that sometimes we just overlook. So what are the ways your husband is good? What are the ways that he is enough with what he's bringing to the table right now? And then what are the ways that you are enough? We look so often at the lack in our lives and the lack within ourselves and we judge ourselves. And I truly believe that discontentment a lot of time is just born out of discontentment with ourselves. We have such high expectations of ourselves and we beat ourselves up and we shame ourselves. And so, of course, we beat our, up our husbands in our mind. We beat up our husbands with our words. We beat up our husbands with our criticisms and our expectations of what he should be doing that he's not doing. So what are the ways you are enough? And I want you to continue to ask yourself this question. I want you to continue to step into a place of gratitude because ultimately where you want to arrive is a place where you don't need anything. You don't need anything. You don't need your husband to do anything differently than what he's already doing. Because when you are in a place of needing something, you are in a place of desperation. And nothing good comes when you are desperate. You lose your ability to be thoughtful, to be rational, to be intentional. It's sort of like you're just unconsciously walking around being needy. And so I want you to just begin to move yourself to the feeling of it's good right now. It doesn't mean you don't want more and better for the future, but that you can find contentment. You can find satisfaction in the here and now. You're not settling. But you make up your mind to see and value what is amazing in your current circumstance right now. So I hope that this has been helpful to think about, to understand the source of your discontentment so that you can address it. And either way, the answer is always stepping into deep gratitude, bathing in gratitude, washing yourself in gratitude, focusing on all that is going right and well in this present moment. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really want you to take this to heart. I really hope that you might listen to this episode again and really get all the wonderful opportunity for you to just be content. There is nothing better than feeling content and feeling at peace 
And it's available to you right now by the way you choose to think, by the way you choose to feel in your body. And believe it or not, that is 100% within your control. So if you like to figure out how to actually be content, how to actually shift yourself even in undesirable circumstances, if you would like help in really managing your mind about the situations and the circumstances of your marriage right now, I want to invite you to just reach out to me. I offer a complimentary consultation call where you and I can actually speak directly and have a two-way conversation instead of this one-way conversation. And in that call, what will happen is I will hear everything that is going on in your marriage and I will share with you the exact pathway forward. I will give you a roadmap step-by-step of the things you need to do to reach a place of contentment. And if it makes sense, we act on it. If we make sense, if it makes sense and feels right to you and feels like the exact thing you need to do, we act on it and we move you forward immediately. How amazing is that? So the way you can access me directly is through a link. It is bit.ly forward slash call with Siobhan. Bit, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash call with Siobhan. There you'll be taken to um, a portal where you can share some preliminary information and I will come to the call prepared to help you. How cool is that? So definitely reach out if you feel like this episode in particular spoke to you and you could use some help landing in a place of greater contentment. All right. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will be back with you next week. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. Now I'd love to connect with you more. Join me in my private group on Facebook, the Empowered Wives Society, or sign up for my weekly newsletter at berelatable.com. There you'll find additional resources to help you create the happy and loving marriage you desire. And of course, I can't wait to meet you right back here for the next episode. Until then, make your marriage amazing.